Let us pray. God, we give thanks for the beauty of this day and for the many blessings of our life. Prepare us and our hearts to receive these blessings with gratitude and with praise, and invite us to be a people who will share the good things of life with all around us. Amen. Our reading from Deuteronomy contains uh, what is believed to be either directly or an echo or paraphrase of some of the oldest stories uh, in our Bible. The instructions given to the person bringing the first fruits are to declare before our God this story, the story that is the very uh, most ancient story of our faith. My ancestors were wandering Arameans who went down to Egypt with a small household and lived there as immigrants. They became a great nation, strong and numerous. When the rulers of Egypt mistreated and oppressed us, we cried out to the Holy One, the God of our ancestors, who heard our cry and saw our affliction, our toil, our oppression. The Holy One brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and outstretched arm, with terrifying power, with signs and miracles. The Holy One gave us this land, flowing with milk and honey. Therefore, I have brought now the first fruits of the products of the soil that you, our God, have given us. This story is uh, believed to be one of the most ancient parts of the whole Bible. The first record we have of the Jewish people outside of uh, the scriptures uh, describe a people, and this is the story that it said that is their uh, foundational story. That's what they believe that they believed that their ancestors went into Egypt and grew there and then fell under oppression and then were rescued by God with miracles uh, and led to a new land, a land flowing with milk and honey. This is the most ancient story of our faith. And it tells us something about the character of God, that God is a God who sets us free. God is a God who sets nations free, uh, like we're told in this story. And then we believe as well that in Jesus Christ, God sets the whole world free, seeking freedom for uh, all creation. And we also believe that God sets us free as individuals, that God moves in our lives and God's desire for us is life in all of its abundance. God wants to set us free from whatever affliction or toil or oppression we might know. We believe that God's desire is never for us to suffer, never for us to know or experience affliction, toil, or oppression, but always for us to know joy and peace, always for us to know freedom. And so then we're told that God is the source of all good things. And so when we enjoy the good things of life, as we're told in Deuteronomy, we are to give thanks, to offer back to God the first fruits of the soil as a sign that every good thing we've received is a gift from God and so we offer it back to God for uh, God's work. And we do this uh, not just for ourselves, but for the whole community, sharing the blessings that we have for the good of all. And so just as we are called to celebrate and thank God in the good times of life, so too Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, tells us to remember to thank and celebrate God in the hard times of life too. Philippians is a letter written by Paul, the apostle, while he is in prison in Rome. He is in prison for sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, and he is going to be put to death. And this letter to the Philippians is his chance to say goodbye, the last words he will get to share with them. And while the letter does contain moments where Paul acknowledges his pain and his suffering, it is drenched with joy 
Joy repeats as a theme again and again and again throughout this letter that even in the midst of this darkest point in Paul's life, he is filled with joy and he invites his friends, even as he is saying goodbye, his parting words to them are rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He does not want uh, them to be overcome uh, with their pain. He doesn't want them to ignore it. He acknowledges that life is hard. What he is going through is not fair. It is not right. It is not right that he should be in prison. It is not right that he should die before his time. That is not the way that God wants it to be. But he still tells his friends to rejoice in the Lord always. Joy is not... uh, the fake happiness of just pretending that everything's okay even when it's not. Joy doesn't mean smiling even when you're hurting on the inside. But joy is about a way of living every part of your life, the good times and the bad times, that is about gratitude, that is about acknowledging the good parts within, that is about uh, acknowledging our limits, that is about naming our pain, but is about finding at the heart of it all a God who is with us. And so Paul says, the Lord is close. The Lord is close. Even there in that Roman prison, as he's uh, about to be put to death, he says, the Lord is close. And so he says, the peace of God that overwhelms all understanding will watch over our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus Christ suffered too. He too was put to death unjustly, just as Paul was. He too suffered, not just on the cross, but throughout his life as we do. And so God, who we meet in Jesus Christ, knows our pain and knows our joy and commands us to know the God of peace is with us and watches over our hearts and minds and to rejoice in the Lord always, always. And again, we say rejoice. Joy doesn't pretend that life is always fair, that everything is always right. Joy doesn't paper over the hard times. But joy goes to something deeper, inviting us to live a life of trust in God, to know that the Lord is close, even in the difficult and painful parts of our life, maybe especially in those times the Lord is close. And so we are invited to never forget our God, but to always, with thanksgiving, trust that our requests are made known to God and God is with us. And then joy uh, doesn't end with ourselves, but grows and bears fruit in the world. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is holy, whatever is lovely, whatever is spoken well of, if anything is virtuous and if anything is worthy of praise, hold these things in our minds, we are told, and continue to do what we have learned and received and heard and seen in Paul, and then the God of peace will be with us. Peace and joy go together. Peace that is deeper uh, than the struggles of our life, deeper than all of our pain, and the God of peace who watches over us, our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And through all this, in both the good times and in the hard times, we are invited to rejoice in our Lord always. And again, we say, rejoice. Amen. And thanks be to God.